0: You are listening to The Nameless Minority. Let's get started. Listen, guys and girls, this is a special episode about a true friend named Andrea. Andrea was the epitome of person who you would want to call friend. She cared more about you than she did about herself. Um, Sit back and listen to her friends discuss who she was and why she mattered. Uh, There's not much more I could say about this lady except for you are truly missed. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Nameless Minority. We are here to celebrate uh, Andrea, Drea, Doctor Drea, all of the above. <laughs> um, we, I, I, I'm going to have everybody go around and when one word describe <laughs> Drea. Lisa, we'll start with you. Amazing. Beth. Loving. Olivia. Beautiful. Virginia.
1: All of those words. Um, faithful.
0: Tasha.
2: Awesome.
0: I chose selfish. She yeah. was more about everyone else than she was about herself.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Lisa, will you describe Drea growing up?
2: Well, we were partners in crime, and we were brutal to dark cloud. (laughs) Um, And I guess Dre and I always had this connection. We were always close. Um, She was smart, didn't have to put a lot of effort into schoolwork, you know, Oh, <laughs> I, I remember us going camping and, um, she was, uh, we were riding our bikes. I think it was at, um, Camp Carlson or something like that. Or Aud- yeah, it might've been Camp Carlson It was there by Fort Knox. Cause we were living on Fort Knox at the time. And, um, we were riding our bikes down this hill and, she took a header. I guess she put on her both brakes instead of like one. I can't remember. I haven't rode a bike in so long. So she went head right over the handlebars and uh, split her knee wide open. And so I can't remember. I, I, she was probably, see, she's four years younger than me. I was probably about 14, maybe 15. And so I'm picking her up because she was always a little skinny scrawny thing and if you all saw any of the photos that I had in that collage you would see how little she was um so I'm carrying her and she's like bawling in my ear and I can remember telling her would you please shut up <laughs> but um I think she had to have stitches in that knee but um I mean we would just always did things together and like I said we were pretty awful towards our other sister. um and we got our asses beat. um we would ride our bikes when we lived on Fort Knox we would ride to a little store called New Gardens and it was in New Gardens Towers and I guess it was where unaccompanied soldiers lived but the first floor was like a little grocery store so babysitting money grandparents money whatever we would get on our bikes and ride a couple of miles to that store and spend all our money. Well, she and I were getting on our bikes and our other sister said, well, let me, I want to go. And it's like, okay, go get your bike. Well, while she was doing that, we went on and left. So when we got back, she was bawling and our dad, I think, lit us up. Yeah, we were mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fine. That's probably where the uh, dark sense of humor came from. <laughs> oh, she, w- had
3: a, she had a wicked dark sense of humor.
0: Will you tell oh. us the story about the the hair thing while she was going through cancer? The uh, me? Yeah. Yes.
3: Um, I can't remember. She was going through chemo and she was having nausea and she had already lost her hair. She didn't lose her hair. She shaved her head off. She didn't she couldn't stand all the hair all over the place because she was a neat freak. Um, She shaved her head and she was having nausea and she said to me at work, I was up front, I'd self-check out, I remember directly to where I was standing. She goes, I, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to throw up. I go, do you want me to hold your hair? And she goes, you're lucky I didn't throw up everywhere when you said that. She was like, that was the best line ever because <laughs> she didn't have no hair to hold. So I felt bad at that time. So I go to the bathroom, like, oh my God, she there's no paper towel in the bathroom. How's she gonna clean up her face if it gets everywhere? So I go to the bathroom, but I have a very weak stomach for throw up. And I'm like, oh god, if I see it here, it's not I'm gonna be throwing up too. So I stood outside the bathroom waiting, like we didn't have any paper towels. So I go and get a paper towel and I like, come back to the bathroom, like,
4: huh? Oh.
3: I get in the bathroom, she's not there. I'm like well, where in the hell did she go? She was upstairs. She had already thrown up. She was upstairs cleaning up in the break room. I'm like, I've been waiting outside the bathroom for 15 minutes. She goes, well, why didn't you come in? I said, because I couldn't stand you throwing up. She, I go, I brought you paper towel to clean up if you want. She goes, I've already got it. And she goes, and that's when she told me, she, I was lucky I didn't get throw up all over me. Because she, she said that was the best line. And she would tell people that. The other you told me is, that story. Yeah. The other thing is Drea could never tell a flippin' joke. <laughs> no. you know her
2: favorite joke?
3: Is it the chicken coop? Yes.
2: Why does a chicken coop only have two doors? <laughs> because if it had four, it'd be a sedan? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She <laughs> loved that joke. That's
3: so good. Oh, that's good. That, that was a John Yeager joke to her. And oh. Irons, favorite memory of her, her trying to put in her phone that joke, and she's telling yes. it, and she could never manage it. And she'd go to tell the joke, and she screwed up every time. It's something in common.
0: Tasha, tell me what Dre had meant to you.
3: Oh my gosh! Like Dre was like she. It was. She was my sister with without us having the same parents. It was like. She was like my soul sister, I mean, really, because we we had a lot of the same things in common and we went through a whole lot of things together. Um, everything that I've gone through since I met Drea, Drea was there. From my husband um, saying crazy things to me, calling me at work and saying things to me and me falling out in the middle of the parking lot, her just sitting right there with me to calm me down to when he died, her being the person that initiated me living again. Um, that was my concert goer. We went to concerts. We went to movies. We She was my foodie. I mean, she was just, I mean, Dre was like my everything. I'm not trying to sound like I'm a lesbian or nothing like that. But. Hey. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey no, no, nothing gets you a living. I love you. It's just that, you know, the bond that Dre and I had was just really special. And it was. It was awesome. I, and I miss her so much because anytime anything happens, I was like, see, if Drea was here, I, this would, I would have this solved. So, yeah, it just, you know, when she when Drea died, it it took the li- life out of me. It really did. Um, I don't think I, I didn't sleep for like a week. Um, and to be the last person that she talked to Um, yeah. Um, I think about our last conversation. I think about everything. Um, but it was such a blessing to have known Drea, to be part of Drea's world and just for her to be my best friend. It, it means the world.
0: Virginia, what does she mean to you?
1: I think I've told you before that um, I just felt blessed that she allowed me in her life um, because she was everything Tasha said, everything that, um, that all of you have said. But she reminded me a lot of my sister in that everybody who knew her wanted to be her friend, wanted her to consider them a friend. Um, And so I was just honored that whenever she wanted to do anything together, that we did it. And we had good times. I I know all of you had great times with her, too. And I think because we're all different kinds of people, we had different experiences. And I did go out to dinner with her. Um, I kept asking her when she was going through the cancer. I was like, do you need anything? Do you want anything? And it was always no. And I told her one time, I said, I know that your sister and Tasha and Beth and probably other people are helping you. So I'm not going to insist. But when you have, if you're feeling well enough, you know, after work, because we worked a lot together, we closed a lot together. I said, after work, let's just go out for a little dinner if you're not going out with anybody else and stuff like that. And Jerry will know this, but, uh, and all of you probably know it. We went to a little Italian restaurant and she ordered this big, huge pasta dish. And I'm like, I thought you said you weren't hungry. And she says, I'm hungry now. And and I said, are you going to eat it all now? Or are you going to take some home? And she said, no, I'm going to eat it all now. And then I'm going to go home and throw it all up. (laughs) I want to taste it when it's good and it's hot. Um,
2: just,
1: uh, I don't. I know what the consequences will be, and that's okay. I'm enjoying it right now. And I said, "Well, I'm enjoying this moment right now too." <laughs> so yeah, I was very grateful whenever you know, because there were so many people who wanted to be with her. So I was grateful for the times that I had with her.
0: What she mean to you?
4: God, she. I think. I was kind of one of the last people to kind of be graced by her presence. Um, After I left Home Depot, when she and I became close, um, when I went and worked at the the prison, I mean, she was 10 minutes from me, you know, when she worked uh, for the, was it Department of Public Advocacy or whatever, whatever? Yeah. Um, and every other week my off day, I would go and get her from work and we'd go to lunch at the Elma Paul, uh, right there in LaGrange. And we'd, you know, we'd take turns paying and we'd argue about it, you know, well, it's my turn to pay. Well, it's my turn to pay. And we would just go back and forth for like hours until we ended up throwing each other's cards at us, you know? And it was just, it was every time. Um... She was uh she was there through multiple uh plds. Um I don't, know, don't know what a pld is, it's a poor life decision. Um, and I'm the queen of those. Uh hey, you it, Olivia. I've made
0: Hallelujah.
4: Many poor life decisions. Um I remember <laughs> one specifically, I'm really not gonna go into too much detail. Of it, um, but I'd made a very poor decision at a bar the night before, and before I went home to my mom, um, stopped at Home Depot because I knew that she was working, and I come in, I was like, "Drea, I need to talk to you," and she's like, "What is wrong?" and I was like, "I can't even remember what's wrong, but I didn't do something right," and she was like, "Are you gonna be okay?" and I was like, "I think so. I don't know," and she was like you need to get it together right now and I was like okay all right I will um and then uh probably like the last most meaningful thing that she did for me um I was moving uh to Frankfurt from Clarksville um uh, when uh, my ex had left me and uh it was it was a very sudden move because it was it was happening a lot quicker than I thought it was going to, and uh, she loaned me two hundred dollars so that I could have my electric turned on at my new apartment, and uh, so that I could get groceries for the first couple of weeks until I got another paycheck. Because um, working for the state, you only get paid. Like every fifteen days, like it's not, it, it's kind of rough. Fifteenth thirtieth. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she uh, she gave me two hundred dollars, and then she, you know, she kept saying, "Is there anything else you need? Do you need more? Do you need anything else? Do you want me to come down there? Do you need groceries?" And I'm like, "Drea, no, like I don't, I don't even want to take this." And like you're making me, like she was like, "If I don't give you cash, I'm just gonna cash at you." And I was like, no, because like you can't reject a cash app. Like you, there's no way to send it back unless you like accept it and then send it back to them. And she was like, I'll just send it and block you. And I was like, that's not a thing. Like you can't do that. Um, and then uh, the day she passed, I believe that or it was the day after. Um, I believe I was actually the last one to know um, Jerry had called me and I was, I was working at the prison, it's 12 hour shifts and, you know, we can't have our phone and all that stuff. And, uh, I remember talking to him on the phone and all I can think is I owed her $200. What am I going to (laughs) do? Like that's, that's all I could think about. And I mean, I still think about it sometimes. I'm like, I owe this lady $200. Like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Um, but I have, uh, what I did have in savings at that time, I did uh, I did donate um, to a charity. So, I don't remember which charity I donated it to. It wasn't Susan G. Komen. It was, I think it was, uh, it might have been Cozair. Huh? Was it a pet one? Was it like for pets or something like that? No, I think, that. I, I think I donated it to Cozair. In sure. her name. I know she didn't really care for kids a whole lot. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, my my uncle's a Shriner, and I figured that was just the easiest way because I could just walk in with cash and sign her name on a piece of paper and be like, this is for her. And yeah. Like, okay. like I, I know she didn't care for kids, but, you know, it should be, it should be right. it's not like she would know.
0: Beth, <clears throat> what did Dreya mean to you?
3: <sighs> she was – my lifeline at work my total lifeline I can't even leave Home Depot now because I think all my memories are there with her at, at Depot um, I unfortunately or fortunately however you may want to say it was probably the last person to see her alive she um, came to work that day and we we had Sunday plans to go to dinner or lunch or whatever it may be on Sundays because that's when I worked and she was her off day. So it became a thing that we would go somewhere on Sunday for lunch, whether it be McDonald's, wherever. But we ended up going to this pizza place, Mod's Pizza. And she did not look good that day. And I told her she should not have been out because she didn't look good. Um, she was very pale. In fact, she even asked me, well, asked John Yeager to ask me to bring her three Advil to the car. So we went to lunch. She drove and she always drove. She never let me drive. Like I'm a bad driver or something. I don't know, but she <laughs>
2: was, hey,
3: um, she always drove. In fact, a couple of times we've gone on a venture and I'd be like, I feel like you're driving Miss Daisy around. Like I'm just sitting over here, enjoying the scenes, loving the life of leisure. I she drove me back to work. I made her promise me she was going to go home and go to bed. She said, of course, well, I got to take the dog out first and like, okay, but go to bed. You need to get rest, go to bed. And then I got out, I hugged her. I got out of the car last thing she said to me was, I love you. I told her I love you too. And next thing I knew it was Monday morning. And there was no more Drake and people were pounding on my door to get hold of me because they knew I could not handle it if I heard it anywhere else. And the, the funny thing about it was, my first feeling was I wanted to go to Home Depot. I wanted to go to be at Depot to be with people that knew her. I didn't go, I stayed home. The next day I had to go to work and I'm sitting in the parking lot going, damn, I do not want to go in there because it was going to be real. And then I thought, oh, you dumbass. Drea, we told you to take the day off. <laughs> you had the perfect opportunity. She was like, oh, you don't need to go to work, but here I went to work. <laughs> and it was rough. It was rough for a long time. It still has its moments. I have a couple customers that come in that I swear to God, and I'm not the only person that swear to God is Drea. No button, all. I mean, same blue eyes, same everything. <laughs> Same straight gray hair. I mean, I even told this lady one day that she looked just like Drea. and yeah. and then I thought maybe it was Black Cloud, but <laughs> it wasn't. I asked if she was her sister. No, but it's a, my little bit. Like when I see him, like, oh, I really miss Dre, <laughs> <laughs> but I love her in pieces, and I wish she was still here.
2: Yeah, I've got to say one thing. I don't believe Andrea knew how many lives she truly touched. She I didn't. don't think, yeah. I don't think she knew her true worth. Exactly.
3: She did not. Uh, Cause Drea she never told highly of herself. She never, she, that was one of the things I would always tell her. I was like, you need to be more positive. I said, Drea, you don't understand just how important you are to people. I mean, everybody that you talk to, you impact them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's like, oh, I don't think I'm that, you know, but Utah, I was like, I don't do nothing. I said, I, I said, you on the other hand, I said, you are such a genuine, wonderful person. And you just need to understand that and grasp that. And oh no. I'm like, whatever. And so it what the one thing that always amazed me is the fact that we were both at Western Kentucky University at the same time. <laughs> And I always, because I dated one of the football players, so I would always kind of be like in diddle. I mean, I did a little bit, like down around the football area and stuff like that. And I never met Drea. Never once met Andrea. And, and she lived in Shelbyville. And never ran into Andrea. Lived down the street from me. Never ran into her until I started working at the Home Depot.
2: I tell you some of the fondest memories I, I guess I was in awe of her because it didn't matter what situation she was in where she was at it could have been a high-end ballroom it could have been mm-hmm. in a homeless shelter that girl could talk about anything if you were to talk about golf she knew golf if you yes. were to talk about basketball she knew basketball you talked about anything and she knew it she was so brilliant, yeah, and so I don't know. I I was in awe of her. I loved being around her. She was, you know, she really pissed me off about the cancer thing. <laughs> Let me tell you, when she, I, I didn't find out until she was posting shit on Twitter, and I'm like, I text her, "What the fuck's going on?" Nothing, I don't know anything right now. I'll let you know. And then, you know, it was like, what is going on? And then she finally told me. And I'm like, why didn't you let it go so long? I mean, she was in such denial. And um, so that was, I, I, I was a little disappointed in her that she was in such denial, because that's not like her. You know, if it were any one of us, no. it would have yeah. been different. You need to do this. You, you need know to do that. <laughs> or, and yeah. it is, did you do
3: this? And did you do yeah. that? Yeah. Not you need to do it's Did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah.
0: I can tell you the one thing that really, really surprised me was how much rap music she knew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It you know, all the words to it.
0: Yes, yes. through me for a loop.
2: Everything. Um,
0: and I know, Tasha, you've told me that, that it's not a joke for you, but sometimes it seems like she's just going to pop up and be like, ta-da, gotcha. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? Man. Yeah. good.
4: Let me okay.
2: tell you, yeah. Boy,
0: and I love that. The closure just hadn't been there, so I hope this kind of has a little bit of closure, um, and I hope that everyone... Just to say what they want to say on here um somebody tell me a funny story
2: <laughs> uh, uh you're making us tell
4: one story yeah
2: sure.
4: i don't know i feel like every time we went out somewhere we always talked about like really deep stuff like it was never you know like super funny um I mean the last place we went was uh the blind squirrel in Middletown um and I cannot go back there at all Uh, um I've turned down many invitations um but it was right after she had gotten uh her new car Uh, and you know like I'm I was already there and I'm like waiting for this little red car to pull in I was like all right like where you at? And here she comes just, you know, teetering out of her brand new car. And she's like, look. <laughs> I was like, where did you get that? What, why, why do you have a new car? And she was like, oh, I got all this money from when I left the state. And I was like, so we just out here buying new cars. Okay.
0: It was a used and-
4: <laughs> <in the> car. <laughs> what, it was new her. It yeah, looked it it looked. For, it, she loved it, yeah. She loved it yeah yeah um and then we just went we just went into blind squirrel it was like we were the only ones there and it was like a thursday wednesday or thursday afternoon i think and it was like we were the only ones there and that's normally like a pretty busy place i mean it was like (laughs) seven o'clock um and we would just i mean we would just sit and have dinner and have a couple drinks and uh we would just talk about stuff and um
3: for, well, you know, I don't even care. So for uh, those who do or do not know, um, when, um, <laughs> when I worked at Home Depot, I kind of had a thing for, you know, a, a, a particular employee. Hmm. <laughs>
2: <Yeah.
3: laughs> um, it's not you, Jerry. No. I got funny. Well, funny about Jerry. But, um, so, um, (laughs) Jerry knew how I felt about this person. And so she would be mad because she felt that the person was playing games with me. Um, so the person left Home Depot and when they left Home Depot, me and Dre was talking one day, and this is probably... A few months before she passed, and uh, she's like, "You should take the day off, or you should take a half a day off." So we're gonna we're gonna go look for him. We're gonna go see if he works at um if if, if he works, at, huh? At the competitor. Yes, if he works at the competitor, I'm like, "All right, let's go." So there we were, driving around Louisville, going to different competitor stores. <laughs> 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 I know I he's like Tasha you shy you you not want to talk yeah Tasha did not say nothing Drea is the person who went up to it went up to the particular pro desk and was like hey does this person work for you at your store they are like yay yeah, or nay no. or I'm like and I just be standing over in the corner because yeah (laughs) so yeah that is my funny story about Drea is the fact that she was totally my ride or die and it didn't matter
0: is there anything else that you all would like the world to know about Drea
3: um just in case anyone's interested in at her memorial service I said something about pennies And I'll be damned if I'm not still finding flipping pennies everywhere. I'm like, all right, Dre, I've lost 20 pounds. How much more do I need to lose? Because I know every time I find a penny, she's like, I know she'll bend over and pick this up and she needs to move more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, and then one day, one day I found a corner. I'm like, oh, now I'm I'm in payday, Dre. Thanks. You're going to be dollar bills you throw down on the ground or 20 or something once in a while. But I don't, and, and every time I find one, I think of her. I'm like, oh, Dre. And, and we have it at work. A couple of us at work know about the penny thing. And one of the girls will come and she goes, I was filling the self checkouts today and it spit out pennies at me. And I was like, okay, Dre, settle down. I'll take the penny. I know you don't want it in the machine. Because, you know, but she was stubborn. I remember her telling me before, she took me to lunch one day and she told me about her getting divorced and I started crying and she's like why are you crying she goes I'm 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 okay with this I'm like what about your pets who's gonna get the pets and the dog and the cat and she's like well I'm taking the cat with me I'm like oh okay and then she ended up getting Archie back anyhow so she had them both but I was like "What, what about the pets what about the pets you know um when she told me about her cancer, I was like, okay, we'll get through this. We'll do this. I even had her a party. We threw a party for her before she had her boob removed. And somebody, and I can't remember who it was, somebody I work. Oh, I remember now. Somebody at work made little boob cupcakes. Uh, what's yeah. her name? Uh, boob uh, it was, here. It was um, Denise, Denise Goldman. Denise, yeah. Yeah, we had different colored boobs and boobs with rings in them for the boob party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Regina, what were you gonna say?
1: Oh, I was gonna say that um, you never knew Drea's problems. Um, she hardly ever spoke about any problems she had, but she could always tell if you had one. and uh, Yes. And she would reach out to you and everything. Um, I remember all of the things that we did the last few months before she passed. I remember being very angry with her um, before she passed because I kept telling her, because she had a fall. And it was like, you just need to go to the doctor because whatever he's giving you, it's not working. Something else. There's no reason for you to be sick this long. There's something else and you need to go back. And she did it. And then when Tasha called me, to say come over for some reason I just kept thinking oh we're just going to take her to the emergency room you know she needed me to come over to help her get into the car and get to the emergency room so when I got there I wanted to be
2: mad but Tasha had lost it
1: (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, I've got to inform all of her family and her friends. And um, the things I had to ask the the, um, EMT was like, we need to have her phone so we can reach out to people. And and we could remember Tasha, it was just, but I didn't want to be the person to have to tell all of you.
3: Yeah, I'm glad you came because I could not do it. I, I, I couldn't do anything else. I was sitting there, and to sit there and to come in and to have and to have 911 tell you that you still have to um, give your best friend CPR, even though you know she's already gone. Yeah, and you're trying not to lose your mind. Um. And it was already gone and I remember she said can you find can you find where you need to go I was like yeah because she doesn't have a boob there anymore (laughs) (laughs) well that was an easy (laughs) knock for you so you know I was able to perform CPR because there wasn't a boob there anymore but um yeah um yeah um it was just you know it was I was like how can I live this? I mean it like I said, I didn't sleep for like a week. Yeah. Because I knew what I saw.
1: Yeah. I just am grateful to Lisa that yes. she left. And I know Liz is very grateful too that you let us go to the funeral home. And um, because when we found out that she wanted to immediately be, be crazy. Excited, I was like, you know what? I need to, cause I hadn't seen her, you know, they had her in a body bag when she, you know, when it was out the door, when I got there. And I was like, I need, I need to say goodbye. So I'm very grateful that I did because it's, I felt like, and even though I did feel like, okay, I now I know she's really gone. I still
2: talked to her. Yeah. You want to hear something funny. Sometimes when I'm, I guess when I'm needing her the most, this was just about, I don't know, about two or three weeks ago. I had a dream and she and I were eating dinner. (laughs) So I got to have dinner with Drea. Yeah. And I woke up and I felt so good. Yeah. You know, but that's how she comes to me. Um, is in my dreams. Um, Like I said, we had dinner and sometimes the dreams turn really fucked up. Um, But I I do here's the weird thing. First, when you called me Virginia and you said, Alisa, because it was like after before midnight or somewhere around there and you go, Drea's gone. I said, well, what do you mean she's gone? Where did she go? You know, not Knowing that she had passed. And then when Virginia said she's, she's, she's dead. And I went, what? You know, it was, I felt so bad because the last time I talked to her, which wasn't really a talk, it was a text because she was going to go to the state fair and meet the guy that I was dating there on Friday night because I was working or doing something and I couldn't be there. And then she texted and said, I texted Kurt. I'm not going to be able to meet him there. I'm not feeling really good. Um, I'm on some meds. I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but I don't feel enough, well enough to go out and meet him there. I said, okay, well, I hope you feel better, you know, and I feel a sort of guilt that I never checked back on her. Um, but when I went to see the the spiritual advisor, um, and the frustrating thing is, is that the autopsy report. They still could not tell me why she passed.
4: Yeah.
2: it still, it came back as, um, undetermined. Yeah. Now she passed away on Aug in August. Yeah. I didn't get the autopsy report until Halloween. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and when I went to go see the spiritual messenger, you know, uh, I feel like Drea came through because there was just too many things that the spiritual messenger knew that I was, that I knew that it was Drea. And I said, well, we think that she may have had a a heart attack or something. And she said, no, it's, she's not saying it's her heart. She says it's, it was in her blood. And, um, so when the autopsy report came back as either cardiovascular or metabolic, well, the metabolic would be the blood part, and uh, and I thought, okay, um, I would. She goes, "Is there anything you would like to know?" And I said, "Well, I know it may seem kind of creepy, but I was going to see if I could, you know, if Drea's job was available." you know, now that she's gone and the lady smiled and she goes, she wants you to, she says, you're welcome. And it was like, wow, you know, um, it's like, even in death, she's looking out for me. And, uh, so I I'm still, even though it's been two years, I can't say that I've a hundred percent accepted everything.
1: I agree with you, Lisa. I do believe it was in her blood um, only because the fall when she was running to get ready for for the run, the the big run. And
2: um, I don't- Well, metabolic is the oxygen versus something else in the blood. And it can, um, I, I, I read about it to try to describe it because it's been so long would probably be a lie. Um, but when reading about it, I thought that I made she... a little more sense. Yeah. Um, in the sense that on why she passed, it doesn't make sense on why she's gone, mm-hmm. you know? Um, she bought those tickets to louder than life hometown rising and bourbon and beyond. And to me, I'm sitting here thinking what a waste of money because I didn't go to any of those. I couldn't. Um, she thought I had bought the tickets and this was probably, um, probably about a month or so before she passed. And I said, no, I said, not, I didn't buy the tickets. I said, I am so sorry. I was under the impression that you bought the tickets because of my tax issue that I was having. She goes, I said, but don't worry about it. Go ahead and go, you'll have a good time. And then she texts me back and she goes, I got the tickets. I said, Drea, she goes, I cannot go without my girl. And it was like, and now I couldn't go without her. And to me, that was just, you know, I can't see myself going anywhere. I I have these pictures that loop around on my computer at home. I mean, at work. And there's she and I at the uh, Zach Brown concert in Cincinnati. And then there's pictures of us when we went to go see Cindy Lauper and Rod Stewart, Virginia. And then all these concerts and I'm thinking I never would have experienced those things without Drea. Like the Elton John concert.
3: Yeah, I never would have went yes, without her. I never would have went. Yeah. Um and then and I came out feeling like I was a big fan. Then I mean, and I mean, I love Elton see- John, but yeah. And then we went to go see the movie, and when me and her went to go see Prince, um, I shut up about the Prince concert. I want to hear it. I am so fucking jealous of that. <laughs> I am so mad. I went to i I got yelled at at work that day. Met those two for dinner. Could have just blown off work. Went to the concert with him. Oh, no. Loyal employee Beth goes back to freaking work. Instead <laughs> of going to the Prince we concert. We went to the brother. Prince concert. Um, <laughs> probably about a month before Drea died, we went to Bill Biv DeVoe and Bobby Brown concert. Yeah. And we had so much fun. We had oh. a ball. We danced. I mean, we laughed. We talked. I mean, Drea was like, she was my funnest friend like Drea like I said Drea was like my soul she's like my soulmate, my soul sister we we connected on so many levels and we we did stuff and I'm like no
2: none of my friends do the things that me and Drea did so it's like it's a huge weight in my life. It was funny when uh I was coming home from Lowe's work closing that night and she was talking about getting the Elton John tickets and she goes you think Caleb would wanna go? Because my son and his aunt were so much alike. She would even comment, this is the son that she never had. Yeah. I mean, and I and just their mannerisms and stuff, I, yeah. And he's still like her, because he's probably got 60,000 pairs of shoes. Because the shoes have to match the shirt. So if he's wearing a, a light blue shirt and he doesn't have light blue sneakers the boy's gonna buy light blue sneakers he is just like his aunt with that respect um but she said do you think he wants to go and i said i don't know She goes, well he probably doesn't know who elton john is so i have her on speaker walking in the door i said "Drea," i mean i said caleb uh your aunt wants to know if you want to go see elton john he goes fuck yeah and she's on speaker she goes what songs does he sing he goes Benny and the Jets, Rocket Man, Daniel. And she goes, all right, I'm going to get you a ticket. (laughs) So it, it was hard for me to tell him that she had passed. Yeah. Because he was in Japan. Yeah. You know, since he's been in Japan, his aunt has passed. I had to tell him that his dog has passed just in the last month. You know, and I just, I don't know. It just just doesn't seem fair that uh, all this is happening, you know? Of course, I'm sitting on her furniture that's in my house. (laughs) Uh, You know, that beautiful bookcase slash entertainment center she had, that's... all yeah. there a little blanket right here <laughs> so I'm surrounded by so much of her and um, all I can say is that I feel completely and totally blessed I am so glad she had you all in her life
4: thank you for um, sharing her Yes. Yeah.
2: the last time I physically laid eyes on her was August the 4th We met for lunch at um, Chewy's. Um, I was getting my cell phone fixed, and I called her up, and she was finishing up at Depot or doing something at uh, Home Depot, and she met me and Kurt there and had lunch with us, and she was talking about her brand-new glasses that she bought and all this other stuff, (laughs) which I still have in my car, which I still haven't dropped off at the Lions Club, but... You know, it's, I'm glad that she had you all, you know, we had our time together and it just makes me feel so comforted to know that she had you all. Um, When dark cloud was at the memorial and she's looking around and she's like, I just really don't think I knew her at all. And I'm going, she had a different life you know, she lived in Louisville. She had, she had her Louisville people. She had the people you can't, I, I, you know, I can't feel like, why didn't I spend more time with her? Why is she spending time with all these other people? I said, she had a different life. And I was glad that you all allowed me to be a part of it. You know, we didn't get to do a lot of things together. Um, but I knew each and every one of you as if I, was with you all the time because the stories you know when I did those collages of Drea's life um you all were in those pictures too I thought that was only fair because you know you all were a part of her life and I don't think my sister realized it you know dark cloud uh, it's like why do you have all these pictures of other people so, because that's Drea why would we, why would I not put those other people there? So this, this, the sad part is, is that did she really know her worth? I think now she does. In spirit, I think she knows her worth. But in life, I don't think she knew her worth and it didn't matter how much we told her how beautiful she was how smart she was she could insert herself in any situation in any conversation and was intelligent about everything um I don't have a lot of funny stories because I can't really sum up one particular funny story about her um I have a lot of life experiences with her I've you know I know you each felt your own loss with her. And again, I'm glad that we were all a part of her life because we each played an important role in her life. We were all in her life for a reason. And she was able to acclimate herself to everyone. She fit everyone. There was no person she didn't fit, you know, and I i don't know how else to describe her other than that she was perfect.
0: All right, ladies, I'm going to call it. It's going to end, but I'm going to end with a dad joke because I I'll think be I like fitting. Oh I don't like God. fitting. Look, Dre would absolutely love this joke, okay? Oh, uh, okay. Lord where do you take someone who is injured playing a game of peekaboo i see you there you go (laughs) she would have
1: gotten that right away i
2: definitely (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: she knew those she was good with that kind of thing
0: Thank you, Olivia, Virginia, Tasha, Beth, and Lisa, for telling me parts of Drea's life that I never knew. Um, thank you for coming on here and allowing me to hear more about her. Uh, I found a quote that says, memories, even bitter sweet ones, are better than nothing. And I am so blessed to know that I have memories of Drea and that she her memory will be carried on. Um, thank you for doing this episode with me. I appreciate all your time, ladies.